Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. Today, I am super, super excited to be talking about our stories and kind of questioning about what kind of story you are telling yourself. Before I dive into that, I just really wanted to share a message that I received from one of my coaching clients. I just thought it was a really powerful way of showing to you that there's hope for you in your life and maybe how she's learning to carry her grief and getting the tools to learn how to move through and with grief. So this is just a part of what her email said, and I just want to share it with you. I took out any names and I also asked her if it's okay. So my sister had invited me to come for a swim. I wanted to go, but knew in the mental state I was in and crying, wanting to go to bed for the rest of the day. I needed to push through today. So I did. I had my thoughts of my son, my usual guilty beating myself up thoughts, beating my husband up thoughts. And suddenly, while moving in the garden, I got angry at my son, maybe for the first time since he left. I didn't blame him. I wanted to get angry with him for leaving the way he did and the way his loss has affected everyone in our family. I talked to him out loud in the garden. I yelled at him. I got mad at him. I felt lighter after that. The pain in my mind lightened. The feeling of physical sickness I get that sends me to bed lifted. I was able to have something to eat after that and go to go for the visit with my sister. It was a beautiful day today. The swim and talk was so nice, something normal. We talked about a lot of things, including my grief journey. Having you on my side made this possible. Your work has value. You are generous. You are saving people's lives. To me, you are priceless. I'm grateful to be able to know you and to be counseled. I just want to share the stories of the coaching clients that I'm working with because they are doing the work. They are doing the grief work, they are open to using the tools and to learning how to move through and with grief. And it's such a beautiful thing to see. It's such a beautiful process, even through the pain, even with pain, even with grief. And so I just wanted to share that all with you because I thought it was just such a beautiful little snippet into another grieving mother's life. So today we're going to talk about the stories that we're telling ourselves. It's been a while. I think her podcast, I listened to Krista St. Germain's podcast, the Widowed Mom podcast. It feels like it's almost a year ago that this podcast was released, The Stories We Tell. And I really loved her demonstration, how she broke up the story of her husband Hugo's death into three segments. The story she told herself right away, the story with just the facts, and the last version was the version where she had compassion for herself. And I really wanted to do this with my own story, with Arya's death, and share this way of seeing the different versions of the story. And I found as I was doing it that it was actually really powerful. It was very maybe healing, and it was really helpful. And so I just 
hope that you can also do this with your own story. Write it all out. And um, this might be a bit longer just because I'm sharing. It's not my whole story, but it's just a little snippet of the day that Aria died. So I just want you to know that it could be a little bit, bring up memories of yourself, of your own story and your own loss. But here goes. So this is the first version of my story. This version felt real and true to me, and it was it was my real life. So the night before Aria died, I got home, and Justin told me she seemed like she was sick. I tried feeding her blueberries, and she didn't want to eat them, so I went to put her to bed. It was super warm in our house, and I should have shut the window and turned on the AC, but I didn't because I was being too cheap, and that was stupid of me. I changed Aria into cooler clothes and put her in her bed. She felt warm, and I thought that I will put her in her bed, and she will let me know if she needs something. I really should have sat on the rocking chair and bobbed her. I should have taken the time to snuggle her before going to bed. What a horrible mother I am. Then we went to bed, and in the middle of the night, I heard Aria crying. I went to the bathroom and waited to see if she would go back to bed. What kind of horrible mother doesn't go check on her daughter when she cries in the night? What if she was dying in that moment? So then I went back to bed, and in the morning, I was making food for the kids and preparing to go camping for the weekend. Seriously, I was just marching around my house doing stupid things while my daughter lay dead in her bed. I can't believe how awful I was. Then I went to go check on her, and when I realized she wasn't breathing, I lost it. I literally lost control of myself. I didn't even try CPR on her right away, like I lost all control of myself. What if there was a chance of her surviving and I just sat there screaming? I have no strength and no ability to control myself. I was so out of control. I didn't act very nicely. I wish I would have been more calm and able to say what was going on better. The 911 operator couldn't even understand me with my address. I had to say it like five times. Seriously, I have no ability to handle anything. I'm just out of control. I realized that I haven't, hadn't done CPR and I threw the phone and started doing it. The 911 operator kept asking what was going on and I ignored her. I was in such a panic, I didn't even know what to do with myself. When the police and our neighbor came in, and eventually the paramedics, I thought I needed to be with the boys, yet when I went in my bedroom, I just screamed and bawled, not much of a support to my boys. I called everyone I can think of until I ran out of steam, and this is what I said, Aria is dead, can you come here? That's basically all I said and hung up. Why did I have to say it so awfully? I called Justin 20 or more times because he wasn't answering. When he finally answered, I said, finally you answer your phone, Aria's dead, come home. Seriously, what an awful way to break the news. Plus, why did I have to say anything about him answering his phone? So that is the first version. That's just a little snippet. And so here's the one with just the facts. The night before Aria died, Justin told me Aria seemed sick. I fed her blueberries and she didn't eat them. I changed her, her clothes because her body felt warm and put her to bed. In the middle of the night, she cried and I got up and went to the bathroom. When I was done, she had stopped crying, so I went back to bed. In the morning, I got up and started getting ready for our weekend cam away camping and getting breakfast made for the kids. At 9 o'clock, I went to check on Aria. I peeked in the door. I couldn't tell if she was breathing, so I went over to her and flipped her over, and I started screaming. I carried her with me to grab my phone from the kitchen to call 911. I kept screaming to them that my daughter is not breathing, and I had to repeat my address a few times because she couldn't understand me. I did do CPR on Aria after talking to the 911 operator for a little bit. It didn't help. When the police and my neighbor came over, my neighbor took my boys into our bedroom and I stayed with the police until the paramedics came. Then I went into my room and stayed there while they worked on her. 
I went out once and sat by her while they're working on her and asked them, what's the point? She's gone. Then went back into the bedroom. I called everyone I could think of to tell them Aria is dead and asked them to come over. Then I couldn't call any more people and I just cried and wailed. I called Justin many times and he didn't answer. When he did, I told him, finally you answered your phone. Aria is dead. Come home. And so here's the final version. This is the version with more compassion, empathy, love for myself, where I've been able to work on a lot of the thoughts and have been able to change a lot of the thoughts away from guilt and how stupid I was. And I would say this last version is the story I tell myself now. This is my true story. So the first version was true for me for a while. That was what I did. But with the thought work and with working through things, this is my true version that I do I do believe about myself now. And I just want to encourage you that you also can do this for your own story. So the night before Aria died, I got home and Justin told me she seemed like she was sick. I tried feeding her blueberries and she didn't want to eat them. So I went to put her to bed. It was super warm in our house. So I changed Aria into cooler clothes and put her to bed. She felt warm. And I thought that I will put her to bed and she will let me know if she needs something. I needed to get the other kids to bed. So I kissed her goodnight like I always did. Then we went to bed, and in the middle of the night, I heard Aria crying. I went to the bathroom and waited to see if she would go back to bed. I had forgotten that she had a fever, and I thought she might go to bed again because she's done that before, and so have our other kids. I didn't know that she would die in the night. So then I went back to bed, and in the morning, I was making food for the kids and preparing to go camping for the weekend. I had no idea what would be waiting for me in that morning. I had no idea how much my life would change. Then I went to go check on her, and when I realized she wasn't breathing, I lost it. It was the most horrific and awful thing I've ever experienced. Of course, I've reacted that way. My body took over, and I went straight into fight-or-flight mode. Oh, how much love I have for myself in that moment. I think I knew that there was no chance and that she was already gone, and that's why I didn't do CPR right away. As a mother calling 911 about her dead daughter, of course I could hardly speak. Of course, I couldn't communicate clearly. I was experiencing a huge trauma and a horrific thing. I had to repeat my address many times, and the 911 operator was so kind and calm and kept working to calm me down. I realized that I hadn't done CPR, and I threw the phone and started doing it. The 911 operator kept asking what was going on, and I ignored her. I'm glad I did try, even though I knew there was nothing I could have done to change it. When the police and our neighbor came in, and eventually the paramedics, I went to go to be with the boys in my bedroom, and I'm so thankful that my neighbor and some family were able to get there so quickly because there was no way I could have supported or taken care of my kids in that moment. I called everyone I can, I could think of until I ran out of steam, and I said, Aria is dead, can you come here? It was so real, and that was my reality. Of course, I couldn't soften the blow of that. I called Justin 20 20 or more times because he wasn't answering. When he finally answered, I said, Finally, you answer your phone. Aria's dead. Come home. I am really happy that I got to tell him the news before he looked at the text messages that he had gotten on his phone. So I, I've never actually like shared the full story of, you know, the day of all the things that happened in such detail, I guess. But it's just a really powerful way for you to See how the way you view your story can change how you feel about yourself and about what happened. It doesn't change the fact that your child died or that Aria died. It doesn't change 
the horribleness of that or the pain that they're gone. But I really believe that having some more love and compassion for yourself will help you to be able to learn how to live again and be able to learn how to carry your grief. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope it was something that served you in some way today. If you like this podcast, if you are getting help from this, if you could share it with another grieving mother that would be wanting this type of support and help, I would really, really appreciate that. That's my goal to help and support and give as much encouragement and hope to other grieving moms so that they know that their life is not over because your life is not over. I promise that. Just sending you so much love today. I'll see you next week. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone. Mm -hmm.